0: Before we get started, a word from 3BR, a sponsor of the Review Podcast Network. 3BR Distillery is a producer of unusual craft spirits, featuring a kitschy Slavic punk tasting room at 7 Main Street in Keyport, New Jersey. 3BR's unique gorovka spirit is made from peas and is an homage to a family recipe, secretly distilled in the USSR. Experience craft cocktails made with Slavic-inspired ingredients in-house, Learn more about 3BR at 3BR Distilling on Instagram or visit the tasting room at 7 Main Street in Keyport, New Jersey. cannon fodder. My name is Ed. And I'm Matt. And with us, we have special guest. I'm Melissa. (laughs) So welcome to our fourth annual. That's right, everybody. Fourth annual Halloween special. Uh, This is going to be a part two because last year we talked about Jason and now we talk about Freddy. So it's all about the Nightmare on Elm Street series. We're going to be talking about all the movies, the remake, the TV show. The Freddy, uh, sorry, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air rap. We're, we're going to mention it all, everybody. Yeah,
1: I think that, uh, I know last year we said that pound for pound the Jason movies were arguably some of the worst, but now I've watched all of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies and uh, I don't know, They uh, there, there's an argument to be made. <laughs> it's It's a different kind of bad. It's probably the series that has the most amount of, like, var- variation. Like, 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 like right. it can be really good or really bad. That's the problem, I think. Yeah. It's like, like, Friday the 13th is very steadily terrible across yes. everything. But, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street has got peaks and valleys. There are some, like, legitimately really good movies in here, namely the first one and the third one. And then there's, like... Wes Craven's new nightmare, which Whoa. is like yeah. hard, like barely watchable. <laughs> and
0: one thing we're going to be talking about I think, like during the whole episode is like, what are the rules? It's <laughs> never else? clear what yeah. the rules are. I, I, so before we get into the movies, let's start with tonight's drink of the podcast that was expertly mixed for us by Melissa. And these are three BR inspired. Espresso Martini. So we're having the Espresso Martini because we need to stay awake to fend off Freddie. Uh, 3BR,
1: so, a sponsor of the Review Podcast Network. Correct. The first sponsor of the The Review first Review Podcast sponsor.
0: Network. Uh, they uh, hooked us up with a bottle of their coffee liqueur. Which is which goes, oh, Which goes perfectly in this. And it's also made with their Mendel Vodka. So this is a 100% 3BR cocktail here, everybody. Fuck,
2: oh, that's, that's good. good. <laughs> it needed a little simple. It does. Nice. Does so. mine
1: not have the simple? No, I, I, think, <laughs> I, I think, forgot
2: to put it in there. I one. think mine's.
1: Really, I like mine actually without the simple. You know I what I like? My shit sweet.
2: Well, the liqueur is
0: a little bit sweet itself too. Yeah. So if you yeah. do buy the coffee from Three Br. Um, on Main Street in Keyport, New Jersey, uh, you know, try it first because it's a liqueur, so it's a little bit sweet. Uh, you don't always need to add something, but this is just great. And we also need to start drinking with espresso martinis because we'll be going to the 3BR Halloween party later, too. So we pray to, that we make yes. it there. So, 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 so we're, we're starting early today, so we got to make sure we stay awake. But speaking of staying awake, let's start with 1984's A Nightmare on Elm Street. Best movie in the series for me. Just I, I, I love oh, it. Oh, I don't know if I can get behind oh, that. Interesting. I don't know. All right. But I thought it was great. It, it's not only the movie that introduced the world to Johnny Depp, but um, it 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 really revolutionized horror in the way where the rules, at least in this movie, are very simple. He can only kill you when you're sleeping in the dream. So it kind of creates this, this scenario where you know exactly uh, when you're going to be killed, and like makes it even scarier that way. And yeah, so this is West. Uh, this is um, this is really what put um Wes Craven on the map.
2: For sure. Yes.
0: So one thing we talked about um, in our last um, our last episode was we, we always mentioned what our favorite death scene is. So I kind of wrote mine in my notes through here. For for this one, um, I'm going to jump ahead to the end of the movie. I thought Nancy's mom burning in bed and then being like dragged down to hell was my favorite death
1: scene.
2: Is this the one with the bloody bed? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's definitely mine.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's like, see, I feel like I'm a little bit. Skewed only because knowing that it's Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. like it's just funnier that it's like this. Well, who we now think of as like this big A-list actor, right? You, like you normally don't see A-list actors getting sucked into a bed and then spewed out the other way, you know, with yes. uh, with the blood. So I think by virtue of the fact that it was Johnny Depp, it makes it a little bit funnier for right. me. Um, but honestly, I think the the first death scene actually with the um, the the one character, the girl. I Well, well name, Marge. Right? Marge, right. So what right. happens is there's a group
0: of four teens and two of them have... One that s- gets thrown all over yes. the bedroom. Yes. Yes. Two of them have
1: sex early on.
0: So, that's so they're fucked. So that's one of the first two to Literally die. Literally <laughs> and figure. Uh, and that's another thing about this movie that I want to bring up like right off the top. So there's like nudity and sex scenes with these with, with these women, right? And you know that they have to be over 18 in the real world. But by the rules of this world, they all have to be under 18 to right. be <laughs> to be killed
2: by Things that which... would not be happening in 2023,
1: <laughs> which those are, um those are things like you you watch the when you watch all these movies, like it's it's easy to just kind of ignore it because Freddy is always so comically ridiculous and there's the blood and the gore, like but there's like some serious pedo elements. Oh like, yeah, uh, like all throughout these mm-hmm. movies. Well,
0: and it's not until they get to the remake do they actually say he's a pedophile, right? But.
1: You know, it's, it's kind implied, of underlying, yeah, yeah. Like they,
0: they specifically implied, yeah. call him a child murderer. And what's interesting is that he was so so. Freddy was killed by the parents in the town because he was um, a child murderer. But all the kids they ever show him of uh, killing in the real world are all like, like 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 right. You know, like grade school age kids. Right. But all the kids we see him killing in the dreams. Are teenagers, yes. So it's it's, so it's a different it's a different thing there. But yeah, and then I think it's important to note that like so we have Heather Langenkamp gets introduced in this. She's the one constant who kind of continues on throughout the other movies. She plays Nancy. She's like the final girl, and she survives the movie because even though she gets nude, her breasts are away from cameras. Correct. (laughs) So like so that is those are the rules. I noticed that in the movie. I'm just like, oh well, we don't actually see her naked, so that's why she survives this movie. I just thought
2: it was just sex. Well, Fred. Well, Fred. I didn't know I had to do with titties. Well, you know,
0: yeah. I, I, well, because yeah. right, because Sydney survived in, in Scream. The other hand,
2: that's my drinking.
1: The that. the nightmare. You want me to hold it for you? Then no, about, the nightmare on Elm Street movies are like we're going to talk about. Right, they flaunt their own rules. Yes very frequently but the one rule that they stick to throughout all of the movies is that the virgins will survive like that's the only rule they actually abide by and they especially talk about that in Freddy versus jason like it's (laughs) it's like a major plot point actually like to the point like that like that the movie is so absurd like it's it's very meta and they're like
2: well no you haven't
1: had sex yet so you're gonna be okay like
2: well it's also because the jason portion of it like that's a whole thing so they kind of had to do it they didn't have a choice
0: and and when we talk about like the first movie, it establishes the rules within that movie very simple. So like, yes, Freddy can only come after you in the dream. Mm-hmm. Midway through the movie, Nancy learns that oh, if I could take like a piece of his sweater or his hat outside of the dream, then their plan to eventually defeat him is let me take all of him outside of the yep. dream and make him somebody that I can kill. Which so they w- revisit a few times. Yeah. So within this movie, it's like a very very simple thing, and then. I also love how the ending of this movie doesn't really answer whether or not she dies or not. No. Right. So you think that the movie ends. She's defeated Freddy. She's set up this, like, kill box, basically. Yeah. In her house. And um, even though he kills her mom, she seemingly kills him. And then you think she yep. survived. And then it ends with this dream sequence, which means that she could be alive dreaming. But everybody else in the dream sequence are dead. And they're kind of swallowed alive by a car that's been changed to <laughs> the, into the color <laughs> scheme of the Freddy sweater, which I think is such a brilliant like idea because they use that like later on, like having different things throughout the movies that are in the color scheme of his sweater, right? That you know are him. Like there are spiders at one point yep. in the color scheme. There's the hall monitor right. in the color scheme, like wearing a similar thing. There's all these moments throughout the different movies where when you see the green and red stripes you know, oh, that's it. Because one overall critique I have of the whole series is they don't always have the best plan as to show you when you're in the dream or not. Yeah. And sometimes that works for more scares, but a lot of times you don't quite know what's going on.
2: But I think it's also, it lends itself to, like, night terrors in general, and I think that's what they were going for. When you have a night terror, you don't know that you're dreaming, so they kind of wanted to blur the line between the two.
0: Yeah, especially because, like, as the movies progress and, like, as the characters know they have to stay awake they they kind of lose their sense of reality. Cause he's he's such a he's not only does he see kill people all the time, he's like really good at it, but he has a plan. Yep. Jason is mindless. Um like Chucky seems just like an agent of chaos and I love Chucky, but like he just wants to kill people all the time. Right. And 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 he and he only ever has a plan where he needs to like get his body back. I was gonna yeah, say but it's, it's a, always yeah. killing with a purpose. Yes. You know but, <laughs> like but as long as Chucky's alive and he's and his body's not in danger. He's just randomly killing. Yeah. Whereas Freddy is all just about like he's certain he seems to kill people in order sometimes just to mess with them more. Especially in Freddy vs. Jason, where he has to like work up to being powerful enough to kill people. Like he always has a plan. Whereas you know the other killer just mindless.
1: Yeah, he's definitely the smartest of all of the big, like you know let's call him the big four, right. 80 yeah. serial killers, between Michael Myers, Jason, Freddie, you know, yeah. um, he's uh, he's
2: definitely the smartest. Well, I'll throw it out there, too. He's my favorite. Well, yeah. He's a he's, lot of fun. Well, because
1: he's also the only one, or one of the only ones, I should say, really, at that time, you know, who is, his appearance is, like, so Chucky, right, is always, has always lent itself to comedy because it's a fucking doll, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but Freddy looks scary, just like yeah. Michael Myers and, and Jason do. But Michael Myers and Jason don't talk. Right. That's part of their scare, you yeah. know. But Freddy never shuts the fuck up. But it's still scary. Like, he, he was unique in that way, um, in, that, in, in that persona, right? Which I know is one of the things, like, you know, going, jumping ahead a little bit to the remake, right? It's one of the reasons why the remake is so shitty, because <laughs> they were trying to, you know... They they went they swung the pendulum too far in the opposite direction yeah. to make him too serious, and it just yeah. didn't work. And uh, I watched, uh, you can find this
0: actually on Tubi. It's called Never Sleep Again. It's um, it's an Elm Street uh, documentary that was made right before the remake back in 2010. They well, have interviews fine. with everybody. Heather Langenkamp actually uh, narrates it, and then Wes Craven has interviewed it. But they talk about how one of the first choices Wes Craven made was that he didn't want to hire a stunt guy. So in all these other movies like they hire a stunt guy uh, either Jason or My- or Michael Myers like because right. they're more physically intimidating and then like you can make the character physically like he can jump and all that type of stuff but they wanted to have a guy who has more of like a comedic acting chops right. which is why they went with Robert England because they wanted that personality. Yep. And you see it kind of grow over time. Like oh, he totally really does enjoy he he is so he is so terrible. Like he just enjoys he messing does. with these kids and ruining families. And also, we got to talk about how how bad are the cops in this town? So, uh, <laughs> Dude. so like the movie begins right, and there's at least twenty kids that he killed. Like they don't really tell you early on, but eventually you see a sign in the later movies that the town has a population of fifteen thousand people. And
2: is this the one where it gets scratched out? Yes, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Which,
0: if you're telling me that twenty kids died in a town of fifteen thousand, like that's crazy. Like they. These cops were terrible. Not only did they, um, well, this, this and this is going to be a point of canon later. So remember this. In the first movie, they say he got off, mm-hmm. and, and he wasn't um, he wasn't sent to jail because they forgot to put the right signature on an arrest warrant. Yeah, so which. You know, technicality it's a lot yeah. but it's a lot of like horror movie logic it's yeah. just like so all the evidence was from one search warrant and like yeah the it's like off. a
1: bad episode of law and order right you know, but you know it it, like...
0: it's better if they just kind of keep it ambiguous but it's something that they're going to get back to in several movies and they contradict themselves a lot which is why i'm going to put forward there's a couple different timelines going on later uh yeah oh yeah yeah but but so yes so he gets off so then the, the town comes together and he's basically getting revenge on the town because they killed him and like it's an interesting like it's just like it kind of is like against vigilante justice and all this type stuff and and like and it also plays up as to why the parents are so unwilling to help the kids at all like obviously it's a crazy story that like you're being killed in your dreams (laughs) but like the parents are so creepy the whole time Mm -hmm. they just don't want to talk about it because they're like yeah we burned a man to death like they don't want to talk about it
1: yeah that's the most interesting part is like you don't really you don't see that coming right right like when when you're first watching that movie for the Mm -hmm. first time you don't really see that coming like at all you're like oh fuck like that's because normally right the you know the the killer has some sort of origin story right that is you know not this like kind of meant to be tragic but you're yeah. like oh you see why he's like like oh he, no he's just a psychopath right like michael myers and jason like no there's no real reason for them to be psychopaths they're right. just fucking psychopaths but freddie you're like Oh, okay. Like so they they killed this guy, so he's taking his revenge. It makes a lot of sense. And yeah, this, but he was always yeah.
2: a psychopath. Remember the scene? I think it was from God Number 3? Yeah. Um where it's the beginning and he takes the hamster out of the cage and he starts smashing the hamster and right. all of the parents are behind him as children yes. calling him son of a hundred maniacs or something like that. that so is, he right. was always just Cuz well that's that's a fucked crazy in the thing head. too cuz
0: like there's a there's a so later on they talk about how he is the product of um, a rape where a mm-hmm. nun was raped by, they say, a hundred people in an insane asylum. The, the worst one in say, a say insane asylum. I really just feel like all the institutions in Springwood, um, Ohio, are terrible. Like, <laughs> like the police can't arrest this guy. I don't know how you lock a nun with no protection in a psych ward for a long weekend with a hundred men jesus will save her ed <laughs> yeah. and duff so they just seem to always make problems uh so yes and and so she is apparently raped by a hundred men during that period of time and he's the product of that and like and yeah it's just really fun. and then like but the fact that like they make sure he knows that like, yeah like maybe keep that a secret like yeah maybe a, you know like that's not gonna help a kid all right, so but and yeah, so that also is, is introduced in the later movies because like yeah. in classic horror movie form, they have to keep adding to they they have to always add family members. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that's an, that's one trope. They always have to all of a sudden he has family members. Like you know, eventually we get a daughter and we see his wife. Yep. which she doesn't have in the first two. Doesn't have a wife. Doesn't have a daughter.
1: Eventually, the he wife and the daughter. you see and Freddie's yeah. dead, you're just kind of like. Why? Like, and his wife seems like such an accomplice.
0: Like I don't want to tell anybody. It's just like that's your. That's the first thing you say. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think she
1: was also in a domestic violence situation. Well, I was I was trying say, to yeah. save her own life. Yeah, it's like a very clear domestic yeah. violence situation.
2: <laughs> Mommy yeah. will be fine. Yeah, it'll be Beats fine. the shit out of her in the yard. Yeah.
0: yeah. So let's let's then move on to. I think the weakest one in the series. The weakest.
2: Is... This was fucking terrible. Yeah, I was gonna but say, but not that's... the weakest. It is not the weakest. No, it absolutely well, it is could. the weakest. We- no. Well, it's interesting.
0: It's interesting. What you mean by weakest, right? Like, so what I mean by this is to go off the rails this early in the series. Yeah. <laughs> Matt and I had this conversation <laughs> yeah, too, like, too. Yeah. It's like I'm surprised this movie series survives the second one. Uh, like, the, the, the fact that one... they funded a third yeah, but, after this one. The first one's groundbreaking, really great, and the casting is is good. Like, and the dialogue between the teenagers seems like real yeah. and not like and, and not forced and kitschy and all this. But in this movie, it's all forced. Like the di- the relationships forced, make no sense. Yeah. You know, because like, like so. It's first off, it's it's even though it takes place five years after the first movie, it's made a year after which right. is crazy which is important to know because we're going to start getting to timelines here this is when the whole thing falls apart it
2: was released a year after or made a year it was, after It
0: was, yeah so yeah, it was released a year world. after <laughs> so it was released well in, this is like VHS time yeah, where right. everything
2: took yes. forever to do anything so
0: 1984 is the first movie 1985 is the second movie wow because
2: that's fast for a sequel well you know what it is so it was so, they so talk, successful they were yeah. like it, 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 yeah. I mean this is
1: typical in Hollywood the yeah. moment it, it was it was a groundbreaking success the, the Hollywood's like sequel franchise yeah. let's go you know like got a script, don't care. Let's go. Sell the you toys, know, like, sell the glove. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and they
0: talk about this in the documentary.
1: So, this
0: is the movie that put New Line Cinema on the map. So, now we think oh. of New Line Cinema like they did the Lord of the Rings movies mm-hmm. and all right. this stuff. We think of them huge. as like this huge studio. But they were basically just a distribution company. They produced a couple of movies, no movies you had ever heard of. And um, they would literally just distribute movies to like colleges and, uh, and to like prisons and, and like, prisons. like like out the that. back of the owner's car. Like they were like a very small shop. So this movie made them so much money, they immediately just were sort of like, oh, well, obviously this is now our thing. And, and yep. so they went with it. And you can tell that, it's, so it's a year later, they have no script. It's, it's so bad. But yeah, so technically this takes place five years after the first one, even though it comes out the year after. And, and that's because in those five years, nobody's moved into the house because what happens is a new family... The Walshes. They move into Nancy's old house. So you have this new character Jesse, and they start adding in all these new rules. So first off, oh, the so house is bad. now haunted, and you know that because it's really hot in there. I guess because he died in a fire. Yeah. And then like he not only has control over dreams, but now inexplicably, first off, he survives. It doesn't make sense, right? Nancy nope. supposedly kills him, and now he survives. Well, I have a theory can... for that. Okay, I would love to hear because does it does it explain? How does he also now live in the real world? Because he has now full control of the real world. He can cause he's burning people he's like boiling people alive in a pool. Yeah. He's like he's yep. like cooking hot dogs. Well, like so, how is he able to do and 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 his fire importantly, magic? Most important Well there's the possession. He possesses Jesse. Yeah. How does
1: that all work? How is he back though? So I think honestly, for me, this is our first piece of fodder. I don't think that this movie fits in with the rest of canon.
2: No, no. And I think I agree. it's
1: very easy to argue for literally everything you just said. Right. Specifically, the possession. Right. Because you never see that again. Yes. Um. I think that's not that, true. You well, see it in the well, Freddy vs. Jason. You, you see it in Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. Yes, right. that is true. Um. But uh. But that is still though. You can you can argue that away. That's the first time he's done that. Right. Also, make, doesn't but, make
0: sense why he's going after Jesse because they're a new family that moves correct. in. Correct. So, the whole idea that they mention in this movie and later movies is that he's specifically going after the kids of the family members yep. who right. killed him. But right. now it Both has something to
2: do just, with the house. That's what they were which like, isn't explained yet. in this yes. movie. Yeah. To,
1: to me, it's very easy, to because they don't really reference the events of two right. in any other movie. Yeah. Like I, Now, I watched
0: this. The only claim on this for that is you see two shots from the second movie. In the Freddy versus Freddy Jason, versus yes. right. uh-huh. so do, that, no yeah, so they otherwise there's no reference nothing. of it, and you At can all. E-
1: and you can easily explain that away from a right. canon perspective. It was like all oh, there's other fucking victims, like or whatever, Freddy's a know? multiversal villain, exactly, <laughs> right? But yeah, no, I think for me, it's uh, that this is the first piece of fodder. I don't think this movie has any place in the rest of the canon because as soon as you get to three which is a legitimately good horror movie especially just on its own but also in the context of the nightmare on elm street movies yeah all of a sudden we're back to following the rules from the first one heather langenkamp is back you know as nancy she's older right and it all kind of fits together and then the next few you know kind of follow in succession to that so for me 2 is the first piece of fodder. Not just because it's so fucking bad and I don't want it to be a part of the canon, but it really just doesn't make sense with everything else that is established in the movie's going beyond it.
0: Yeah, and far more people survive in this
2: one, too. Yeah, a lot of people survive. Like, only his
0: frenemy dies.
2: Yeah. You You have to listen to Jesse the entire movie, too. I would just tell people to skip this one. Like, it's not even worth the time. And there's his
0: girlfriend, Lisa, who, like, falls in love with him immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, is, like, super understanding as he starts killing people. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're not even
1: dating. They've known each other for, like, three it's, weeks. It's and you're just right. like, it's
0: okay. You keep killing people. We'll figure it out. It was on a level.
1: It's funny because it's, like, it, you know, it, it follows Halloween in that sense, too, right? Because, like, you know, the first, the second, the Halloween 2 yeah. was, like, largely X'd from canon right. up until, you know, Halloween H2O happened, yeah. right? Yep. Um, And, no, I'm sorry, up, up until the Halloween reboot happened, yeah. right? You know, like, so... Because people just wanted to forget about it because it was so bad. But yeah, it's just, just let's just move on. This movie is so yeah. fucking terrible.
0: Oh, and terrible. one side note before we move on to three is that what's just to show how poorly made this movie is. So it's all set in Ohio, right? It's Springwood, Ohio. Springwood, Ohio. They mentioned it all the way through. The sequences where they're driving the bus are so clearly in the desert. Yes. Oh dude, and there's all so these bad. shots of Joshua trees, which if you don't know anything about a Joshua tree, they are like a very specific tree that only grows in like this one national park in California, like yeah. in, in no, southern. But, California. Yeah. Like it's
1: like it's everything about it looks so much un-Ohio. Like they couldn't even make it like like a field, right? Yeah, you could exactly. like a cornfield or something, mm-hmm. like a field you could Believe, I mean, they there's obviously of exist in Ohio, right? Farms, a, yeah. like, yeah. but the fucking desert—that's the. There's only one part of the country yeah. where there is desert, right? It's not like a forest where there's multiple parts of the country where there could be a forest, right? You know. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I will say, like, they seem to have a little bit of bigger
0: budget. Like, they go a little. Well, one thing that you see, and, and we'll see, and it, and it they really, jump
1: the shark in the very first yeah, scene,
0: but it really goes to it in. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 which we're going to talk about now which I think is a very strong movie. I think it's the second best I really best enjoyed the whole this series, one. Yeah. Is that as these movies progress they get a little bit more of a budget because now New Line is a bigger company and then like obviously there are technical um, advances over time too but they start to really play with the surreal aspect of dreams. Mm-hmm. Like in the first one you know like he, like extends his arms like slinkies and there's yep. a couple and like he cuts his fingers off and you see maggots and you see like he has green blood yeah so there's like there's like some aspects that are like otherworldly but as we continue they really start getting into like the magic of dreams because that's where the real strength of the series is, is how crazy you can go with dreams and yes. isn't
1: dream warriors the first one where they really talk about um or maybe it's the one after dream warriors where they really talk about how um he's not also just killing them but he's also taking their souls. Yeah. Is, is well, Dream Warriors the no, first I think where that's they mention that? Four.
0: Well no, no. Yeah, well you see it because he takes off his shirt and the-
1: and you see the head. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. So it's right. So it's so, so he's it's, yeah, they, they don't by explicitly their whole, mention it, right. right? But they like that that's where you really start yeah. to understand that it's it's like he's got a purpose to it, which again, one of the reasons why this movie is so good is because yeah. it plays into the lore a lot later on. And it's a proper sequel, so...
0: Yeah. Um, and, and the cast is actually really great, too. So, yeah, Patricia Arquette is added. Yeah, She's kind of the leader of what we're about to call the Dream Warriors. And then we have Lawrence Fishburne in one of his first roles, playing an orderly at this um, hospital. Literally, so, when we saw
2: him, we were like, is that Lawrence Fishburne? Yeah, like, I, <laughs> forgot, I forgot he was in that movie. And he's
0: such a big actor now that he's on all the posters. Yep. But he's barely in the movie. So You funny. know, it's funny yeah. how they do that sometimes. And so, so Nancy returns and uh, and... So she has survived, and her father has survived, because you see them both in this. John Saxon! Yes. Also,
2: the way she says, Daddy creeps me out, too. It's like yeah. a whole other creep factor of this and movie.
0: And so this movie now is is two years after two. Yep. And what's interesting to note, and now we're doing with the timeline, so she mentions that what happened to her with Freddie was six years ago. So that means this takes place after the second movie, definitively, if it is still canon. Yep. And- she obviously is too young because she was playing a teenager three years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. And now she's supposed to be like a doctoral candidate. You <laughs> yep. know, like, so they add little they add her like the kingdom come streak of gray yeah, hair. Like... like, so like, so like, oh, now she's old. And they put her in a lot of pantsuits. Right. <laughs> to, it, to like... I,
2: the gray streak I always thought was like almost like a rogue thing. Like well, when Rogue way, got her power, a, yeah. like oh, lost yeah. her power or like lost her power, she got the streak. And that's kind of like what I always attribute it Either to. way, it just makes her look older. Yeah, because yeah. she's basically yeah, the same age, age older. as
0: all these kids who are at this. So, so, what's happened is, so it still takes place in, this, in Springwood, and they're all at a um, at like a hospital for kids with sleeping disorders. And then, if, as the movie progresses, we learn that they are the last of the Elm Street children. The, so last, these are the last, of last of the last of the children, and it's it's so becomes such
1: a great story yes, element later on because
0: because that, that's the problem. So. That's what this movie keeps on doing, this series. So you keep on killing Fred and having to bring him back. And you keep on killing off the Elm Street children. And then eventually there are no children left, which is the best part. I can't can't, can't wait to get to that movie. I can't wait to get to that movie. So this this one kind of creates new rules, but it's kind of consistent. So now what they, they realize is that, okay, we have all these kids who are dreaming together. And... And they each have their own powers. And Patricia Arquette can basically pull people into dreams so that they can dream and fight him together. And then then they realize that, oh, like, working with these doctors, that they can, like, control their dreams to a degree where one of them is, like, super strong. One of them becomes, like, a wizard. One of them is a gymnast.
1: Dude, it's so good because it's, like... It, but it's
2: what dreams should be. That's what, like exactly what it is. You dream what your power you is, and into like into like the surreal, nature. which I love about. Yeah, this but that's movie. why
1: that's one of the reasons why this movie is so good because it's like it it takes the cause the the one thing that a lot of horror movies miss um, is the like you the, you have no reason to like really kind of root for or like care about the heroes. Like the right. like villains are always the more interesting characters yeah in this movie you get both because it's like for in a very rare occurrence the heroes are actually like fighting back instead of being you know just running scared or which is one of the reasons why the halloween series of movies is has always been my favorite because despite how terrifying michael myers is more often than not that has the that the the characters in those movies are the ones that are more often fighting back rather than just like running scared like that's yeah. why Dream Warriors is so cool. Not to mention, I would say honestly the Nightmare on Elm Street series as a whole, but Dream Warriors in particular, best horror movie soundtrack. Oh yeah, hands down. Period. So good. The song Dream Warriors that like for that time too. It's it's an 80s hair metal banger yeah. in a horror movie about dreams. Like it doesn't it doesn't get any better than that. Yes. <laughs> That's like pure VHS era.
2: I also like that the heroes in this one are almost like anti-heroes because they're not like the creme de la creme of people. Like you don't, right. you wouldn't expect them to be heroes in another movie, but they take them and they kind of make them heroes, which I really appreciate. Right. And one. like
0: there's the one kid who can't walk, like he's in a yep. wheelchair. Yeah. But in my dreams I can walk. I yep. love that little. Me one. too. Like,
2: Cause that's such a great little way to like
0: really build up like the powers of a dream. Yeah,
2: totally. And yeah, it's. And Patricia Arquette has like an anger issue. Yeah. You know, well, it's, <laughs> it's all, all great. great. Well, it does make sense. Cause like. Yep. Just think about how fucked
0: up it must be to live in this town. Oh like, God! You know, yeah. Because like, it's like, this, like living near Camp Crystal Lake. Right. Because at this point, whether or not two is canon or not, it's not. But we're oh, now, God. we're now, we're now. Over thirty kids have died. Like in less than a decade, we're we're approaching thirty to fifty kids in this in this town have died, and no one is acknowledging it. Still. No, and like they're <laughs> like just and in, in like. And like, and, just and keep the like, body
2: bags coming. The morgue's like, eh, and typical. Just,
0: yeah, and they're just sending all these kids to these institutions and all this crazy stuff.
1: It's, yeah. And I wonder what the school districts are like there. Do you think like, there's no job security, I suppose, because right? no fucking children. I mean, yeah, I mean, th- that, this, that's
2: where your brain went. Well, job security? Do you, know, if you teacher, want to be a carter? about it. There's a yeah.
1: lot
0: of yes. There's coroner. a lot of yeah, job security there.
2: Yeah, we, you've got to think. Well, about also, also, also.
0: It's a great time to be a policeman in because there's no oversight. No, yeah. zero <laughs> oversight. Literally nothing. Yeah, so it's I I just love it. Um, you know Patricia Arquette, you know like really still the show. Nancy coming back too, she's really great. Uh, and, and it's interesting to see she has a little bit of like PTSD, but not to like crazy extent. You know, like. One of the tropes we see a lot that they've done now a couple times, and I liked it in the Halloween series, but they did a couple times. Laurie Strode is that like she's a wreck, you know, she's drinking yeah. all the time, or she's right. become like Linda Hamilton in Terminator yeah. and all this stuff. Whereas in this one, like, yes, yeah, she has drugs, but she's really leaned into like she has this drugs that like makes her not dream, but she's like really leaned into like taking um, like ownership of her problems. Like, so she was like killed by a monster. All of her friends were killed by a, a dream monster. And now she's, like, spent her life studying dreams and helping kids who have dreaming disorders and all this stuff. Like, she wants to be the adult who listens to the kids, as which is the one adult that didn't exist in this town. Yep. So, like, she really starts to, like, do things right and all that. So it does mean that when she dies in the movie, like, you feel it more because you're rooting for her and all this stuff. But at least she does save most of the dream warriors.
2: Yeah, and, like, after, like, other... Of- if you think about other horror movies, she's purposefully in this movie. She's playing a character. She's moving the storyline along. Usually you find like when these characters come back in other movies right. that they're like, oh, we got to go find them. And they're in a house somewhere and they're going to tell us a short story. And then we'll see them again at the end of the movie. It's not yeah. not like that with this. Like she's there. She's a part of the story. And that makes me love this movie. This one was number one for me.
0: Yeah. It's, it's really strong. And. And to a, to a lesser extent, the next one is too. So, so 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 now we get into all the movies being very connected. Yes. yes. So the next one is is Forge. especially the next three. Yeah. Are like, it's dream yeah. Master. Yep. And this one is is kind of interesting in the sense that in the first half of the movie, the remaining Dream Warriors are killed off. Yes. Yep. Um, but they in the meantime, since the last movie, they've befriended a new Dream Warrior, if you will, and she like <laughs> inherits their powers. This is where we start getting into the convenience of these movies where there's a couple characters who just seem to innately understand the rules of the game. Yeah. You know, like Nancy does that in the first movie. And then uh, once we get to Dream Warriors, um, so first off, they recast um, Patricia Arquette's character because she's killed off fairly early. So they have a new character, a new actor there, but it's still the same character. And then we have Alice Johnson is introduced as the titular Dream Warrior. And so she ends up like having to um, avenge the Dream Warriors by, like, uh, taking all their powers. Is that crazy, like, scene where she, like, suits up and she, like, oh, another 80s trope, white guy who knows karate. Yes. Oh,
1: God, yeah. <laughs> so good. So many times. Well, that's also a, uh, a weird thing they do starting with Dream Warriors. And it's not, you know, Patricia Arquette knows, like, gymnastic kung fu, right? Yeah. But it's not the last time you see that. Right and yep. like and I think it's in the Dream Child, mm-hmm. um, and then also in Freddy's Dead, you have other young female characters that yeah. are doing uh, gymnast kung fu in the dream world. It's like such go- a bizarre thi- trope for well, just well, Nancy, these movies.
0: Well, Nancy learns the gym, so she, so like as um the Patricia Arquette character who in this movie is being played by Tuesday Night. So when Kristen dies, yep. she like throws her powers like this beam of light towards uh Alice. And part of that is like not only does she get does Alice get her power to um, pull people into dreams, but she gets Alice's power to do gymnastics. I yeah, mean, yeah. Right? and then, and then <laughs> yeah. as her other friends and brother die around her, she learns his karate and all this other stuff. It's it's so, it's so another bizarre, new role, right? Yes. <laughs> and then in this movie, my favorite death is she has an asthmatic friend named Sheila, and like in the dream freddie like <laughs> deflates her like he's sucking a balloon yeah out.
2: yeah it's a time
0: it's and he like and like it's actually really like it, it really plays into like the weirdness of a dream like it's exactly what you would think of oh like if you were to deflate a human being in a dream that's what it would look like and then she right. dies yep but she's also like in this classic 80s trope she's also like some sort of like scientific genius and she creates this like weird device that like does with sound and light waves and all this stuff and then when later in the movie when Alice points it at Freddy it doesn't actually injure him no <laughs> like it's like it's all this setup for this like magical space laser that her friend makes that never goes anywhere and yeah so so
2: this movie I thought was pretty good like
0: like overall like where would you put this I feel like
2: this one's definitely number uh, no the, this is number four Dream we're talking lesson. about I would say
0: third yeah
1: mm-hmm.
2: <sighs> This might be fourth for me. Okay,
1: that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, listen. Only only a couple of these. Movies How many are, are there in total? Seven. Legitimately good.
0: Well, that's what's interesting. So there are. So before we get to New Nightmare, there's six there, then there's New Nightmare, then there's Freddy versus Jason, then there's the remake.
2: Yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: But now another thing about Dream Master is it once again ends with him dying. Yes. And this one is where they really explicitly like show the rules, like she releases all the souls. Yes. Right. And they explain it in different ways, but at this point in the movie, this is where they start writing themselves into a problem, which is that, like, Freddy seems to only be able to operate in Springwood. Yep. And with kids who are connected to the initial accusations against him at his initial, like, birth. Correct. So this is when you really start running into problems. Because at the end of this movie, all the Elm Street children are supposed to be dead. Like, there are still kids who live in Springwood Springwood and kids who live on Elm Street but all the kids connected to um, his initial murder right. are dead Gone. and their souls have now been released from his body now <laughs> then we move on to five and the problem is four is really popular so popular now that in the real world timeline there's also a TV show <laughs> so this was made in 88 five we're about to get into the dream Channel's made in 89 from 88 to 91 there's a TV show all about Freddy Krueger. And it's kind of like an anthology TV show. We'll get into it later. It's hosted by Freddy. And in a Twilight Zone like thing, most of the episodes are unrelated. Right. Most of the time, Freddy just hosts it, Robert England in character as yep. Freddy. But every once in a while, the episode has Freddy be the killer. Right, <laughs> and it, Brad Pitt, Mariska Hardcote,
1: like they have a lot of like big. This is the names one thing I did types. not watch. I didn't even know it existed. Well, it's we also did not have
2: time.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. a lot, and it's well, hard it to probably find. because
1: you wrote on the document. that yeah. the document.
0: Well, and I sent a link to you, but you know you don't yeah, read, your time, read the, the documents. I read the
2: documents. Yeah. <laughs> well, the great thing about these movies too, which we didn't touch upon, is the time the length of them, so yes. like we were able to watch like two or three oh, yeah, in one are, night. These are close like, strength. Yeah, they were under under yeah. they're, hour and hour they're and all half. about ninety they, minutes. Yeah, yeah, they fit it all in. It was it was fantastic. Even
0: the remake too, which is in an hour yeah. where movies uh-huh. are. No, I think that's a strength too because you don't need a lot, of, especially once you get into the later ones. You don't need a lot of no stuff. because you, you are you know yeah. the story. Nobody's yeah. joining. And the remake from, like, is so
1: bad. Oh god, the remake is well, so bad. Remake is terrible.
0: So let's let's jump. Let's keep going. So Dream Child. So. Now they have to find a way. So, so he's completely been destroyed. He has no, he has no souls, and nobody who's supposed to power him are left. So they have to like write this crazy thing where the surviving, um, the surviving uh, character Alice, who in
1: now a year later at the same high school now has a whole new set of friends,
0: and then with-
2: they
1: recast her too. It's not Patricia Arquette in the.
2: No, they recast her in the last movie. That's what I thought. Yeah, yes, yeah, but but now this, this is the new character Alice. Yes,
0: and so now she. Um, the movie begins with this, like, scene that looks scary and then becomes sexual. Yeah. I know, it's this a very... one is really bad. This yeah, movie is it's, really bad. It's, it's really weird. Yeah. Like, at first you see a lot of, like, grabbing. And then, like, they change the – and then it's like, oh, he's having sex with her. Yeah. And then, oh, that's, I guess, where they, they have this kid. So what happens is she, her boyfriend dies early on in the movie. This is the best death for me. This is when he turns her boyfriend um, – into Dan is turned into a motorcycle this is a good yep. and yeah, then he like good. and this is also this movie is plays fast and loose with the real world rules because now he's basically able to like before Freddy was at the whims of sleep so he couldn't make you fall asleep no but once you inevitably fall asleep because you're a human you would be prey to him right this one he seems to develop the ability to turn people asleep so, in the next two movies, he is able to make people fall asleep. In which case, he can he can cause all types of chaos.
2: He becomes a Sandman. Yes. Yeah. And
0: part of his ability to do that... Apparently, the way he's able to come back is that in the room... And this is, like, great pseudoscience. Babies sleep 70% of the time. So, therefore, right. if the baby's asleep in her room, he can use the baby to connect to everybody else. Right. And then he, like, tries to, like... Basically, like adopt the baby in the yeah, womb, and like she interacts weird. with like a seven year old version in
1: the dream of her kid, who's like two months old. Right. It's so wacky. <laughs> the yeah, this movie is awful, and it's it's almost as bad as the second one. Yeah. Um, but given the connection to the previous two, it still has to remain in canon. Yeah. But the next one, yeah. Freddy's dead. This one... The final nightmare. Like, I the love... The final, final, final I nightmare. I love Freddy's dead.
0: Yes. So, so Freddy dies in every movie, but this time, it's... He dies for real. More, for real. It's dead more dead. for real. He's dead He's extra dead. Now, this one, I'm going to argue, is not canon. Oh, do tell. Now, here's why. So, so, first off, this is Freddy's dead, 1991. And this is the last movie for a while. Right. And this is, like, as the TV show is ending. So, there is a aspect of finality to this that you see more than most of the time. So... First off, it starts off with this and and I will post this on our Instagram. It has this like computer screen uh text coming out so like <laughs> Escape from it's, New York. It's so good. And it's like and it's some sort of and it seems like it's some sort of like government agency screen. Dude, I you thought I, I was expecting, watching yeah.
1: It felt like the intro to to Escape from New yeah. York, like or the Running Man yeah. or any movie like that that was trying to be high tech like it made it like like when I, when I the first time I watched it mm-hmm. and that intro scene I was like I was sitting there I'm like cause it, it, not the first time I watched it but the first time I watched it in a very long time right yeah. for this episode I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself I'm like Wait a minute. I'm like, does this movie take place in like a futuristic timeline? And I had just forgotten about it. Because, it felt very Terminator. because or... yeah, that's what it felt like. It was like, you know, thirty years in the future. All the children of, like of Elm Street are now dead. I was like, what? So, so so
0: you see, yeah you see you see a map of the United States with a dot for Springwood. Ohio,
1: <laughs> and it says
0: Springwood, Ohio, ten years from now. Mysterious killings and suicides wipe out entire population of children and teenagers.
2: Everybody.
0: Remaining adults are experiencing mass psychosis. There's new evidence of one surviving teenager. Now right? you see this and your mind, because you're thinking of all these crazy eighties movies, yep. you expect to see some sort of government agency that's like looking into Freddie. It's about fucking time. At this yeah. point yeah, like, <laughs> like at this point, you know, like literally every kid in Springwood, Ohio. But but then it starts off and there's this kid on a plane, and he seems to be like the last kid from Springwood. You never learn his name. And it's it's unclear if the plane is in his dream or not. Like, right. and is he escaping? And he's somehow pulled back to Springwood, I guess through the dream, whatever. He's pulled back to Springwood city limits, <laughs> then <so> goes <laughs> to a local city. And the people in the city have no knowledge that the town next to them has no kids left. This would
1: be a huge fucking story, right? Like it's 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 so post apocalyptic. It's like we're living in a world without kids. It's like it's like the the reverse of the Lost Boys. Like Roseanne and Tom world... Arnold are in it. Oh, okay, oh, wait. Roseanne. When Roseanne showed up, I forgot about that. Roseanne and Tom Arnold. Like that is so. That that was so great because it was like a like a meta moment before like being meta was a thing. And right. if you look
0: at the timeline. This is during the Roseanne TV show. Well, that's why I'm she saying that's a huge star. Like this isn't just like a random yes. oh like Lawrence Fishburn right. becomes big afterwards. No, like
1: she's like three seasons into her show at this No, that's point. why she's I'm saying it's, it's like meta before being meta was a thing. It's like like in like like in Deadpool Two, yep. where Brad Pitt is the invisible man and you only see him for that one yes. second where he dies. You're like, Oh he's It's fucking Brad Pitt. Like like at at that time when Roseanne and Tom Arnold were that big, people watching the movie in that theater going to go. Holy fucking shit, it's Roseanne and
2: Tom. Well, that's and how they you got think, people on like, the theater. You're gonna see
0: too. more of them. Like you think they're gonna be the parents to right. follow. Right. Never see him again.
1: Never
2: again. So number one, the plane scene I think was supposed to be a play on the Twilight Zone episode. Yes. Could be. So like that's that's exactly what I thought it was.
0: Yes, but it's interesting, like so like this kid like escapes the town. There's no parents in the there's there's no kids in the town, the parents are all going crazy, but the town still operates and has food and has a fair. The whole mm-hmm. thing is very unclear as to what's going yeah, on. It's a great the, fair. Yeah,
1: the, the, the economies of this of this town are, are very confusing. Because again, like I said before, right? Coroner, like you said before, coroner, yep. very big job. Teacher, no job security.
0: He still goes to school, though. Is he getting paid? There still are I cops, mean, property taxes right? must be so low if there's
2: no school. So maybe there's an eighth movie that hasn't been made where it says everything is just a dream. You
1: know who I think the biggest money makers are? have been dreaming at all. The biggest money makers in this town are obviously going to be the bar owners because people in this town mm-hmm. need to get drunk all the and time. 100- and you see that from the very first movie with the mother. The mother, the mother is a drunk, like, you know. <laughs> and
0: 100% of the population can drink. <laughs> it's the only town in America where 100 percent of the population can drink. I'm going to give you an unpopular opinion. Oh, go This for is it.
2: one of my favorite ones. Really? It is. Okay. <laughs> this is. Wait, what's my popular opinion? So Do you so like that it? is one of my favorite ones? Everybody oh, it's hates one of your favorite one. ones. I you... everybody hates this one. But like when I think of Freddy Krueger, I think of this movie. All right, so then because I'm gonna have you defended? I am the youngest questions. one in this room right now, and it's like uh, that might not be true. I'm I'm younger than Ed. Wait, Ed, when were you born?
0: I was born in May of 1986.
2: I was born in August of 1986. Oh, I'm the youngest so one in this room. by a
0: technicality, but yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> not by a lot. But like that's when I like, think of so, it, like I think... so upsetting. This is when I was like most cognizant to like understand. So upsetting that you're younger than Ed.
0: Okay, so here's the thing. Are Alice and Jacob dead or did they move away? Like what happens to Alice and Jacob? Uh, this is 10 years later, so... At least I would say they, prob- th- they probably moved away. Okay, so they moved away. So... <clears throat> We don't know if the, if it's a dream or not. Yeah. Um, so,
2: also, there's a lot of dust in that house for only ten years. Yes, <laughs> that house is very dilapidated. For well, only 10 a lot years. of them
0: are too. Like that's the whole thing. But like yeah. some of the town is still existing. Also, I just like how nonchalant this character Maggie Burrows. So they introduce Maggie Burroughs, who spoiler alert, later on you find is Freddy Krueger's daughter, and she comes back to this town. So she takes a kid there because kid comes into her youth center. And she's taking this one kid because she found evidence on his pocket that like he's from Springwood. So she's taken to this town trying to find him. That all makes sense. Yes. Then on their way to the town, they find out that in the back of the of this van are these other three kids from
2: Stowaways yeah. in the tiniest car on the face of the planet. And she
0: takes everything in so much stride. It's so, so like, good. <laughs> they show up at this town There's no kids. the The adults are really weird. The school's closed. And then she tells the three stowaways who were trying to escape in the van, she now gives them the keys to the van and tells them, <laughs> on her system, drive back, yeah, not thinking any way about how she's going to get back with this kid. Oh They let this kid just walk around the town and like, they never go to the police station, which is probably for the best, but there's no way she knows that. <laughs> no. But, but then they go to the school and then like, they go through like the library in the school and they go to an orphan, they there just... Walking in and out of like buildings in this town, like like it's super normal. As though like if we just went to Red Bank, there were no kids and we just walk around and be like, "Oh, this is cool, dude." I mean, it's bank. a town I want to move to. <laughs> well, yeah, <fuck laughs> that, okay. but it really yeah, yeah. is like but a yeah, post-apocalyptic but more of a town where like it was a, it was everybody agreed not to have kids. Not yeah. a town where
2: now all the kids, kids are dead have been killed. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'm speaking for you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Okay, so we need to talk about the new... The, the no, new no, father. no. We didn't no, no, get no, to the part okay, so a, of this no, being fodder and not no, no, canon. Here, here's no, no, why no, I think it's fodder. We're still, we're still... Yeah. Okay. okay. Here, here's why I think Final
0: Nightmare is fodder. So, in the, at the end of the movie, you see um, uh, Freddy's daughter remembering her childhood. Yes. And you see the moment of that he kills his wife, which is right before he's caught. Yes. Mommy's um, going to be okay, sweetie. Yes. And then you see when he's in the basement of the house Mm -hmm. and when he is killed. Yes. So, and and he's killed basically a mob surrounds the house, throw a couple of cocktails in, and he burns alive. Yes. Now, this is completely different than the way he is killed in a piece of fodder or canon that we'll discuss now, which is Freddy's Nightmare, the 1988 TV show, the pilot of which shows the entire court case. So it opens up. It shows the court case. Okay. It shows that he wasn't, now this is interesting, it shows that he wasn't read his Miranda rights. Not a signature on the warrant.
1: Again, a law and order
0: technicality Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of... But it's also like a a TV
2: show. So maybe the TV show is is fodder and the movie is canon.
1: But then they show him being tracked down to a warehouse, which is where he kills all of his kids. See guys, you're you're missing the bigger picture here. Most of this is fodder. Yeah, probably. And I'll explain why when we get to the next
2: movie. Tell us, Sensei. Okay,
0: all right. So now we're going to get... So what you're getting to now is... New Nightmare. You're getting into New Nightmare, which is made in 94. Wes Craven returns for the first time in several movies. Um, This is, for me, I don't know if it's the worst, but it's by far the hardest to get through. Oh, it's awful. It's so bad. And you want to like it because... It's one of the first meta type horror movies, which yeah. is something Wes Craven kind of, right. um, you know, really takes a ball and runs with in the Scream series. Right. And Heather Langenkamp is back, you know, but yeah, like, she's playing like, herself, right? And um, you know, like you see Wes Craven, you uh, playing Robert himself, Englund playing himself. Um, all right, so here we go. So this now is takes place in the real world. Allegedly. The six movies um, that we've seen thus far were made by these people takes place in Hollywood. Also, I'm curious that this is going to tie into your theory, because watching this, the earthquakes were ridiculous. <laughs> they were. Like, they the were, earthquakes were so, so over the top. And I know that this movie is made by people from Hollywood, because it's all about Hollywood. But it's almost like if you were to describe an earthquake to somebody, and then they were to put it in say, the movie. I was going to say,
2: I think it was like a product of the time. Yeah. Like, that's when, like, end of the world movies started becoming really popular.
0: Such an over the top version. of it. Like, every earthquake is like crazy. All right, so yeah. Matt. So now getting into the fact that we have basically... So basically what happens is that the conceit of the movie is that Freddy Krueger kind of inspired the movies through Wes... Uh, um, yes, Wes Craven's dreams. Right. And then he, like, is kind of manipulating the real world to make another movie because he gains power through the movies. Right. And, like, so he's, like, calling up and scaring people and, then like, he's in the real Nancy's dreams and all this type of stuff. All right. So, so getting to this meta movie thing how does how does this tie into your grand
1: theory so it's not I mean, it's not ironclad because let's be honest a lot of the rules here are you know in all the movies are, are we put in more thought, thought than to, most of them have right yes it. so there's a couple things to consider so what my what my overarching theory is is that the only movies that are truly canon are the well not, not necessarily canon let me rephrase that the only movies that truly Happen in in a real world, where in a real be. world sense, are yes. the first one, mm-hmm. Dream Warriors, mm-hmm. and this one.
2: So not the third. Is third the Dream, Dream is the third okay. one? Yes. Yeah.
1: So and the reason I say that is because you can make an argument that Nancy, because she died right in Dream Warriors. You can make an argument, so when you think about the end of the first one, right? Where they make it clear that Freddy's not dead, and even though he reaches his hand through, and you think the mom is the only victim, but then, you know, what happens with them in the in the uh the car is made of the him, convertible right him, you're like yeah. and that's how the movie ends right and then you don't see nancy again to the third one which makes cause at the end of that movie and then when you think about the second movie you're like okay well nancy must have died because yeah. right but then she shows up in the third one so my theory is that the second movie well that's just the second movie call it what is it? it's fodder right but yeah the third movie dream warriors dream uh the fourth one dream uh master, master and the dream child. dream child and freddy's dead are all just more elaborate dreams that nancy is having Gotcha. And then she finishes her dream in new nightmare and part of her dream complex no it's very complex because it's also very wrong because we well no it's not necessarily wrong when you think about what's there the the only thing that makes it wrong is the fact that you have that final bullshit scene where you see the script right so if you take if you take the final scene where you see the script and nancy is called by her real name heather if you just remove that element Everything else lines up because you can very easily argue that her in her dreams. She is this actress in the real world, and she's rationalized this trauma that she's had of the Freddy nightmare. The only way she's been able to rationalize it in this hyper-long dream she's had is to make it so that it's not real. That's why you get all the meta elements or whatever. And then think about when you see Johnny Depp, right? Johnny Depp has that cameo in the new nightmare as that That is a great. That is a great guy, cameo. Right? It's a great
0: cameo. Because but- that's more than just showing him on the screen. He interacts with Freddy. Freddy hits him in the face and all this stuff. Correct. Yes,
1: but you can easily sync that up to the fact that all the trauma she has experienced from her life as Nancy at the beginning in the first movie, right? So the first movie happens in the real world, and the and like that's it. Everything else is a part of her dreams until new nightmare.
0: Now, what about Freddy versus Jason? Where does that play?
1: Now, Freddy versus Jason is technically. I think you can put in that same world because, you know, if you think about it this way too, the other thing you have to think about too is that they have the only, the last time you see in New Nightmare, the last time you see John Saxon's character as Nancy's father, he's, it's in the, you know, in the movie, it's a Mm -hmm. dream sequence. But in my theory, it's Mm -hmm. the real world because he's back as her father that's the last time you see john saxon even though right. for the rest of the movie he was playing real life john yeah. saxon so you can have new nightmare end. nancy thinks it's all done and because a major plot point of freddy versus jason is freddy trying to regain his powers yeah you can put that into my theory of how all of the other movies are dreams except for the first one and the new nightmare everything else she has dreamt now here's the problem with that so freddy versus jason no Directly contradicts
0: everything about the Final Nightmare. right Right. Because because the town is back. Right. There are tons of kids. There's a high school. Um, they're all trying to keep um, Freddy's secret. And it's actually very interesting watching that movie now, um, like post pandemic. Because they actually, and they say it in the movie, they treat it like a quarantine. Yeah. They treat Freddy mm-hmm. like a pandemic. Yes. And so and it's in and, and I mean, they burned a man alive. So I guess morally, (laughs) this isn't the worst thing these parents have done, right? So now what they're doing is the few kids who have interacted with Freddy when he was, like, losing his powers and about to disappear. The few kids who still remembered him are sent to this – are sent to – actually the same – they're sent to the same hospital that they mentioned in Dream Warriors. And so they send them there. Um, and so they're being now drugged up. They're all at this place called Weston Hills, and the way they keep Freddy from existing is by completely hiding any any evidence of it. Yes. So
1: that's so that kind of contradicts the whole thing. That's the whole problem. Well, I mean, it, it, no, it, not necessarily because yeah. it well contradicts what.
0: I contradicts
1: My theory, or the, yeah, a uh, little bit, because like it also shows you clips well, not from every really because That's well, the thing too.
0: It what it shows you clips from all. Well, six it shows movies. you clips. Yeah, I mean, but it
1: already... doesn't show you clips from the uh, from the meta one. Correct, correct, from the meta one. So I mean, like if you if you go with my theory that yeah. all of the other movies were technically dreams, it does kind of fit in because mm-hmm. it's not like it it really sticks with the original. Plot of the first one, where he really is yeah. only going after the children of the people that, um, you know, yes. you know, and, and she just found a way to extend that dream sequence to yeah. help herself survive. It's almost like she beat the game, you know, a little right. bit. But yeah, Freddy vs. Jason well, is tough. But well, what are your thoughts about like as a movie
0: though? So for me, this is a top tier movie. What Freddy vs. Jason? Yeah, I think this is one of the better movies in the series.
1: It's
2: it's okay. It's
1: better in the sense that it. It has a more coherent storyline and yes. they stick with kind of like the, the rules, rules that they establish, yeah. right you know um, but at the same time, it's just like the act like the yeah. acting in this movie is really, really bad. Yeah. Like it's not even bad by like 80s horror movie standards, you know it's like it's bad by all standards. I mean
2: like, there's a point in the end where Freddie gets hit in the face with the machete. Literally, yeah. no blood comes out. But then his arm gets hit, and he's like gushing, like geysers no, of fights, blood. Yeah. The fights so were the best. bad. Yeah. The fights
0: were amazing. Oh, when, when, when Freddie uses his claws to like take the cans of air, or, or, or like yeah, like, the, 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 the pressurized
1: <laughs> cans. Dude, it was so and like, dude. The the I, I was telling Melissa this earlier, right? I was it was hard for me to even focus on certain aspects of the movie because Kelly Rowland's like bad hair early 2000s hairstyle yeah. was so off-putting and my favorite thing about this movie though is that no less than four people are killed by jason backhanding them across the room yeah kelly roland dies that way mm-hmm. the uh the nerdy guy dies that way yeah. like every like jason is just and it's funny because it like it really leans into the uh like in the in the other movies right they in the Jason movies they Which make it Which we did seem last, year last year right on
0: uh our third annual Halloween special they
1: make it seem like you know Jason is superhuman Yeah. but in this movie they like really lean into it because you see like Freddy like can't really injure him right. outside of the dream world yeah you know? and
0: my favorite um death scene in that movie is early on where Jason is about to like destroy that party in the cornfield yeah, yeah. like he just he grabs the, the there's these two kids drinking Everclear. He grabs. it. He just completely like, so like with good. one hand, just twists the guy's head. Dude, it was so all good. the way around. Like he's <laughs> like a like an action figure. That was crazy. And of course, as we talked about in our third annual Halloween special, I um, wasn't here for that. One. This is this comes from Jason Goes to Hell. Yes, and it's interesting to note. So like that was Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday.
2: Obviously not. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and then of course
0: earlier we talked about. Uh, the final nightmare. <laughs> so that after the final movies in these series, well, it's they funny they because you know up. the people but working do...
2: on these movies yeah. are like, just call it the final. Like, we don't yeah, want to do another do, one just of these, man. man. It's
1: like oh comic but books, there's always a new number yeah, one. Of course, <laughs> it's the same type
2: of like marketing. Yeah,
1: but I like how so focusing on Jason for a little bit. I yeah. like how this movie attempts to kind of solve for the finality of that by having that scene where they recast as mother, yeah. and she just blatantly says you can't die yeah. you can't yep. be killed right and the, and it's like you, you know somewhere in the writers room somebody was like you know the logical guy was like well how do we explain that he's back and the guy doing all the cocaine was like no just bring back the mother and have the mother say you can't die that solves for it right you know the like problem they, solved yeah. one line of dialogue we're good
0: <laughs> and they finally learned let's stop writing ourselves into a into a hole right like exactly. for instance very famously in the planet of the Apes series the first one, you know, they made a sequel, nice and easy, but they didn't want to make any more. So the writers blew up the Planet of the Apes. Yep. But then there were seven more movies. Yes. And you might ask how. It it's like, oh, well, somebody survived. And then, so from then on, at the end of all the Planet of the Apes movies, they would write in, like, a 100%. little strand right. that somebody could survive. And they did the
1: exact same thing at the end of this movie, right? Because the, they, they go, they go yeah. yeah, they go back and forth the entire movie yeah. of, like, who wins, who dies, yeah. whatever. And they end it with you making, think, okay. Freddy has been cut in half or whatever yep. by Jason, and Jason is down at the bottom of the lake. They're both dead. And then at the end, you see Jason walking out. You yeah. know, and you're like, oh, Jason's still alive, and he's got Freddy's head. And then you're like, oh, shit. So he won the fight. And then Freddy winks. You're like, okay, so they're still both fucking right. alive. Like, you know, it's just. <laughs> and then we talked about this, you
0: know, like, we'll, we'll like, kind of jump through as we're ending up here. But before we get to our final topic, which is, of course, the remake. We'll talk. Ugh. We'll talk about um, some of the fodder. We've mentioned a little bit of this before, so there would have been a sequel to this. Um, a script was written, and we talked about last time. And and um, and I have some of the issues of the comic book, which is Freddy versus Jason versus Ash.
2: Oh, that, yeah. this is that, the first comic you ever yeah. gave me, Ed. That would have been
0: the sequel to this. It was fantastic, and um, so that would it just didn't go anywhere because not only did they have Freddy references in Jason Goes to Hell, they also had. Um, Ash references. They had all this. Like, they had um, Evil Dead references. So that's one bit of bit of photo that's interesting. Another thing that we can kind of wrap our, our minds around and kind of think about is, of course, we talked about in our Chucky episode, in Bride of Chucky, at the beginning it's of the been movie. Been a long time. Since oh, I in the evidence locker, and we'll post this photo on our Instagram as well. You see in the evidence locker, oh, oh the Freddy's glove and clothes. the mask. Wow. Yeah. So you know, is this some sort of like? Copycat movie fan used it, or this Freddy exists in the Chucky world, so right. that, you know because you know they're they they're both movies deep in ha- have the supernatural. So there's a lot of like fun like fodder capabilities, and like we'll probably get into that about like where it can go next. But when they tried to, you know, because we always talk about where the series is going to go next. Well, they did try to go next. They did try to go without Robert England, without Wes Craven. They made Nightmare on Elm Street, and it's funny. It, it was serious. so bad. It, it was so and, bad, and, and I wrote "Beth death, best death, and I said his own question mark. There really isn't one. Yeah, like the whole like 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 there is a scene in Dream Warriors where Freddy turns the um the blood vessels in one of the kid's arms into like Spider Man. Yeah, and he's like <laughs> a puppet to go to his death. Yep. Like, and they have no budget, and this one is made in 2010. At this point, New Line Cinema is post Lord of the Rings, has a ton of money. So bad, computer generated um, um, graphics are like are very um, are very easy to make and there's no imagination in the death sentences. There's two things that work in this movie for me. One is they fully go, I think times have changed, they can mention he's a child molester, Right. Yeah. And so that means that the kids aren't being targeted because they're the family members of the parents who killed him. They are actually his sexual assault victim. So yep. that adds a whole creepiness but there's a lot of potential there. They really never live up to it because by the time they know that they're sexual assault victims there's only two of them left and it's like the end of the movie yeah so like that would have been something where cuz they all forget about him so i would have preferred if they would have kept this trauma going like it's almost like they don't get the trauma until like he's dead 10 minutes later yeah and then the other aspect that i like is these parents are much worse so we were talking about this when I first here today to record so the main point Even though there's a couple different versions of how he died, the main point is he went to trial. He was let out of jail because of some sort of cops' screw up, be it search warrant, Miranda, whatever it may be. But in this one, the parents just straight up kill him right away, and and that leads to this whole part of the movie where the first third or so, not two thirds of the movie, you're not sure if he's a victim or not, right? Because the kids even say a couple times like, "I don't really remember this," like. Who knows what we were saying? And the parents like admit, yeah, we had like no evidence. We just didn't want to go. We just didn't want you to have to like, like, um, be on the stand and testify yeah. about this yeah. because they just chase him. They never go to the cops. They full on just like lynch mob him, and it it really makes him so much worse. Because you, because obviously you side with any family that like had their kid be sexually assaulted, of course. But it's much easier to like okay extrajudicial murder if they tried. And nothing, and like they have all this evidence, but in this movie they have no evidence, and they just burn the motherfucker alive. Mm-hmm.
1: It's, I, I have no words to say for this movie other than it's terrible. It is awful in every he's sense. He's not of a like, good Freddy Krueger portrayal. Like Jackie O'Haley, Haley, I'm sorry. Good actor, yeah, bad terrible Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. And I know it's like a small thing, and I know that they were trying to make it look more like an actual burn victim this is yeah. my, by not uh, giving him a nose, but it it's just looks bad. Too. It's he's not... Just, a, he's more, not... Yes.
0: Because like when he's running from them about to be burned, and I know part of the idea is they want to make him sympathetic by making him run, right? right? But... He, like, when he is killed in all the other times, he's enjoying this. He's just like, yeah, bring it on. He's kind
1: of a scared character. He's not enjoying this as much. This movie is what you begin to see as a problem, in my opinion, with all modern horror movies. Right. Right. Especially, well, first of all, the concept of a modern slasher doesn't exist. Because nowadays, if you're making a horror movie, it has to be paranormal or, like, whatever. Fuck that shit. But, like, it's... The, the, the reason why movies like Halloween and Friday the 13th and, and Nightmare on Elm Street and all of these classic movies are so beloved, depend, regardless of the fact of what stupid critics and stuff say on them, yeah. is, is because the killers and the themes and the acting and the whole thing, there's always this element of camp or comedy or whatever that balances out the scariness of it, right? Because, again, you look at the first Halloween movie or a lot of the Halloween movies. Like, like, Michael Myers is always terrifying. Freddy yeah. is always terrifying, right? There's always some element of camp. There's always something in there that just makes it a little bit more enjoyable, right? Right. The, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake was that same thing that we all make fun of like Zack Snyder for, right? The gritty reboot, right? Yeah. Like they were just trying too hard to make it scary and terrifying. But there's not and a lot of It's dark. It's dark. And right. they go
0: for jump scares, but there's very few deaths. And all the deaths... And that's what it
1: is right there, jump scares. That's now, I
0: do like... Jump now, scares
1: it's... are not hard. And it I'm sorry. starts
0: off and it had me at first
1: so it starts off and like
0: you, you learn oh the molesting thing is, is out there now and like when the first kid commits suicide by right. like stabbing himself in the diner that's really good yeah but then they never go anywhere like everything else is like they do the same thing where the where, where the couple has sex so of course they have to die yeah of course and uh, it's the same two characters too you know, Now I know it's probably Kate Cassidy from Arrow right yeah and and even her death in the bed is less scary oddly enough there's less effect she moves less right and the other one she's being torn around the room and like being pulled up and there's more blood in this one there's less blood and she barely levitates, like, but I think that's it. is less. it's a
2: part of this movie. So they yeah. wanted to bring everything more real world, which goes down it's to his makeup. It's crazy when you have a
0: dream warrior killer, yeah. <laughs> well,
2: like it goes down to his makeup. It goes down to the voice he was yeah. using as well. It almost like it, they may tried to make it sound like he ingested a lot of smoke from being burned to death, and like that's why I think it was less fanciful because yeah. they wanted to make it more real, but, which but just but doesn't land well. Exactly, it's not like James Bond.
0: You can make a real world James Bond because there are spies. Yeah, <laughs> so,
2: like there are dream, there why, dream
1: killers. It's, it's the same exact reason why like the Rob Zombie remakes of Halloween were like yeah. really not that good because like, they were blood was, and gore. Yeah, and they weren't exactly. great. He was focusing so much on like the intimidation factor yeah. and the gore and the brutality of Michael Myers mm-hmm. as opposed to just like again. I can't say this enough. Like, the first Halloween movie, there's barely any blood. There's only a handful of deaths overall. But he's fucking terrifying, even in broad daylight, when he's stalking Laurie. Because you know nothing about him. Because you know nothing 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 about him. Yes. Like, you know, and it's just, and and it's the camera angles and the shots, and it's everything. It's like, yeah, this... This the the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street is everything that is wrong with yeah. modern horror movies and it continues to be wrong with modern horror movies to this day.
0: Yeah. It, it was really a disappointment. Like, they had a couple of good ideas. The overall execution was terrible. Yeah. And, yeah, I agree. You know, obviously, that's why it didn't go anywhere. Yep. And then now it's interesting, too. You know, now the, the rights to the character are no longer with New Line, so they've now gone to Wes Craven's estate who has passed away now. Right. Uh, so, we're going to get another one, but I'm just curious where they go. You know, yeah, I, I mean... mean I almost, I almost feel like the best way to handle all these series is if somebody were to be able to collect all the rights because most famously now recently uh, right. so you know like obviously the Jason rights can be tied into Freddy if they were to have the deal and then also um Halloween yeah is now um for sale I think what was it Miramax was trying to... Miramax, it was a whole yeah. thing where 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 now those rights are for sale if somebody could combine all those movies and if they were to like start. And I'm not always a big shared universe fan, but if they were like from the very beginning, being like, okay, this is the way the paranormal works in this world, yeah, and like the and like the power for all these characters are someone created be, or because of that, and then eventually over time they can all kind of like eventually connect because Freddy versus Jason was a more modern take on yeah. Freddy, right? He was the first one in and over the 10 years. Actually,
1: and the lore actually works. Like, right. It actually works with the way they were describing Right. It, you know? Yeah. Um, which was honestly impressive, to be yeah. perfectly honest with you, in terms of how they managed to connect those two, you know? Um, but but yeah, no, I, I think where this goes next is um, they need to do a fresh start, mm-hmm. but they need somebody who... Is aware of what made the originals classic. And it's like, a delic- like they need, like, they need like to-
0: somebody who's in the vein of like a David Lynch or something. Yeah. Somebody who like or somebody who's like really willing like go with a crazy indie director. Somebody who's really willing to lean into the dream nature. Yeah. Of this. Mm-hmm. Basically, the what- new one did not have any. It was all real world, right lean into the weird stuff of a dream like the way chris nolan would do where like the yeah. hallway's spinning or all that type of stuff basically
1: just watch every like mainstream horror movie that's come out in the last decade and yeah. do the exact opposite yes is what exactly. they need to do
2: well it's kind of what i loved about the dream child so much is yeah. that like they leaned into that that whole psychedelic yeah. scene where he's yeah. like smoking smoking the bong and yeah. like he shows up on the tv it was great and yeah, they yeah. just awesome. they need to go back to that yeah,
0: yeah. exactly Agreed. awesome well i think there we go so i think uh that is the end of our fourth annual Halloween special. Melissa, thank you for joining us.
2: Thanks for having me. Uh, nice. So, so
0: follow the Review Podcast Network anywhere uh, you can. You know we're on uh, Instagram, we're on TikTok. We've been making some TikTok content today, actually, oh. so you be able to see that. And uh, stay tuned for the next. I think Mission Impossible that we've talked about is our yeah, next. Yeah, do Mission Impossible so, next? Yeah, so, so I will not go. be here. You for will that not one? be here. For <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> All right, everybody. So until then, my name is Ed.
2: I'm Matt. I'm Melissa. (laughs) You were hitting me. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm actually Matt. And this is Cannon Cannon.
0: Fodder. We'll do better next time. (laughs)